Hey gang, for those of you who enjoy QF, a podcast about Howard Stern, and would like to donate to us just via PayPal, you can using the email address johnnythegreek21 at gmail.com. You can check the link in the description for the spelling, and it's also here on the graphic. And if you'd like to do more in terms of uh, donations or subscriptions, you can use our Patreon account and subscribe via the black kluge level and you can receive our weekly content that we're putting only on patreon it's exclusive for that platform and um anything over five dollars is just gravy guys we love you thank you so much yeah anybody um any engineers want to pop on tell me why robin can't hear me i can hear you now can you hear me i don't even know if i'm on the air right now so howard you were you were not being heard by anybody I guess i'm not Hello? I can't. I don't know if Gary? he can hear you now. Can you hear me? I, I can hear you right now. Now you just froze. The Howard Stern Show. See, I had a weird, confusing early sexual fantasy, and I was always mystified by it. I was into the TV show Honey West. Yeah. And Frances. She was hot. Blonde, big boobs, the whole deal. And my mom got me a book, a Honey West book. And I was reading about it, and in one little page in the book, Honey West was like bound and gagged by a group of dudes, and they were going to do weird crap to her. <laughs> so I remember laying in bed as a little kid, imagining that I was Honey West strapped down in the bed, really? spread eagle. Now that's weird. So I said, wait a second, I might be gay. Really? Why do you want to be Honey West? Why am I identifying with Honey West? I think that's you're just a masochist. Strange. I think that's the thing. You know, you want to be tied down. I wanted to be tied down. Yeah. Like who get like? I, uh, it dawned on me like two days ago. Who's it? Like my hair is going to get crazy because yeah. I don't have like a, I'm not going to get a haircut. And then Beth goes, "I'll cut your hair, but you can't cut my hair because my my hair is curly. It's a you need it's you, hard to cut your hair." Would you do me a favor? Would you sure. pretend that I am Bahati? <laughs> Sitting here, I am, I'm going to be honest with you. It's hot in the garage. I'm wearing a bra top. I okay. My, and I only have panties on. I'm being honest. Can you go a little slower? Just talk about it. <laughs> you have underwear on under that rope? There ain't nothing gay about him. All right, like, the one main thing I was talking to these guys about yesterday, when we went to Las Vegas, it was three days of shows, porn stars, strippers, everything out there, right? Yeah. Howard starts off the show, his first observation is he saw KC down at the pool with his shirt off. Like, uh, his first observation. Yeah, but what, what, you don't lie, Five hours later. <laughs> Why are you eating home fries? You're getting a little bit of a belly. Oh, oh, look at Stock. You know I like my girl shaved. <laughs> Make it out with the guy in the backseat. <laughs> yeah. I don't think it was at that time, Howard. It was another time. It was like he was just on the side, of the, like he was in front of his house making out with the guy. Oh, they couldn't even get indoors. No, they were on the street. But wait, what is this about the book? He's caught. <laughs> I think Ralph really did this. Did you make out with a, ki- a guy? Oh, wow. What happened? Oh, Are you high? No, this is... <laughs> I was I was gay way before I met Beth. <laughs> Welcome everybody to QF, a podcast about Howard Stern. I'm your host Fillmore, aka Jim Fix, and with me, after a long, semi-long hiatus of breakdowns, is Raven. How you doing, Raven? Hey, Fillmore, having the best summer of my life. <laughs> it's like never it's like, better. <laughs> Christmas is still extended; it's still ongoing. <laughs> If you guys want to get caught up, the latest breakdown will have been out by the time this thing comes out. It's the, um, it's the, <laughs> yeah, it's a, I'm a, it's it's the giant Fagala Charlie Brown or something like that, or the Great Fagala. Yep, anyway, that's, that's 
that's the most recent breakdown, and we continue from there uh, with uh, May 12th clips, uh, 13th, or sorry, May 12th, let me see what I got here, 15th and 17th, if I'm not mistaken, 17th and 18th and 19th, if we can get through them. Yes. And we, yeah, okay, so we're going to go with May 12th, and the first clip is called, I Need My Horse, in in parentheses, to serve and beard me. (laughs) Just the way you make it sound sometimes, it's just as important to to spend as much time away from each other as it is with each other, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, all right, whatever you just said. Thank you, Chris. That's your rule for a relationship. Yeah, I'm, I'm not looking to be away from my wife. I didn't marry her to be away from her. <laughs> How many examples do we have where they're no, no longer together Yeah. <laughs> Only in the bedroom. That's where yeah. they're always apart. Right. I need her with me. Can't let her run around in those outfits. So many guys, animals out there. Animals. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> Fellow horse. <laughs> I'm happy at home, man. I'm not looking at vacation with people. You're only torturing me. Boy. You want a vacation with me? Come to my house, hang out. That's it. Or I tell people, well, I, 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 that's fine. He doesn't want people at his house. He doesn't want to be around. Why would you think... I, this is we're just talking about this with um, with uh, Deborah, who, by the way, we recorded two extra sessions, guys. They'll be on Patreon over the next couple of weeks, and uh, we had a lot of fun. We asked the same thing uh, on that. Why would people like Kimmel want to hang out with him? Do you think at this point Kimmel's soured? Him and Molly have like fuck this. We have our own kids, and this guy is a piece of shit. I'm sure Molly is like, please, Jimmy, no, yeah. no more Howard. Yeah. And even like Drew Barrymore, she's like, I want to come over for dinner. No, you're not coming over for dinner, honey. Sorry. And Aniston, they just, she was just on and it's like, no more vacations. And Emily Blunt, another yeah. one. Yeah. She's like, I can't vacation with you, but I'll have dinner with you when there's other people <laughs> around to keep like fun going. <laughs> she, she needs a buffer zone. I was just thinking, it's just like um, when you have to stuff the pill in the wiener for the dog to eat it. Like you know, he's <laughs> <laughs> the pill. You I need put like medicine all this... and cheese for my cats. Yeah, it's right. The same you idea. can't eat you can't eat beets, so you got to jam a bunch of fried chicken with it to you know make it palatable. The next one is called uh, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame Rage Schadenfreude, and uh, the the whole premise, of course, is that um, Rage Against the Machine didn't get in the latest uh, ballot of Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And he is, you can hear the in the palpable in this fucking clip. He has a fucking hard on for uh, Tom Morello. Totally. He's, he's got him on his, on his heels because he's doing so much for Sirius right now. And he's kind of possibly the face of Sirius. It's either him or Andy Cohen. I can't tell which right now. Mm -hmm. It's a real short clip guys. Yeah. Yeah, but there were other people. So I Rage didn't make it. Nope, Rage no. did not make it. No. And Tom Morello's no. on the committee. I'm really surprised. Yeah. Well, Tom Morello, uh, he put himself up for a nomination, and then he didn't get inducted. <laughs> well, uh, foof. So they got in. All right, all right. Yeah. fucking idiot. I'm sure Tom Morello did not give a flying fuck if he got in or not. He is the most anti-establishment guy, which is kind of ironic that he's on the board yeah. for. Rock and roll electing Hall of Fame. and voting in people or overseeing the votes of people that get voted in. So, yeah, but yeah, he's he, we know how Wiggy is with the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. He had his chance. He blew it mm-hmm. so hard. 
And you know what? <laughs> I, I don't know why, but for some reason, the, his entire speech, uncut, totally filmed, is on YouTube now in HD, whatever fucking full thing. I ripped a copy just in case they made a mistake and someone decided, well, for the sake of completion, we need to have this there. It's it, like it's it's isolated from the rest of the show. So everybody else's speech is, you know, Bon Jovi's speech is on right. its own. His intro is on its own. And it I think it was 20 minutes. He I is think... delusional if he thinks that was any type of a good speech. Holy uh, the, shit. That was I... fucking horrendous cringeworthy just oh, <laughs> we might have, we might have to go through that one time <laughs> just, just, I, would I, love don't to. I don't know if it's i don't know if we get us uh, maybe it'll be another patreon thing uh the next clip is called number three fuddy duddy granddaddy and heavy on the d's here and again it's it's just what we were talking about vacation woes and and laments but yeah that's true there was a night where um they were all you know they stayed up every night all of them, Jimmy, Molly, um, uh, Emily Blunt, Emily her husband, John, John. Yeah, yeah. Caitlin, <laughs> whatever. Anyway, so <laughs> yeah, it, it, she said she said to Emily, um, they, they were like, "Hey, well, let's go wake Howard up. It'll be funny because he goes to bed at eight o'clock." And and Beth said, "Oh no, 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 that would be it, that would be really bad." I, <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't wake this, don't wake this sleeping pelican at, at your own risk. So Absolutely. okay, we we talked a little bit about this with the Emily Blunt uh, coverage that we did already, uh, but this just kind of dovetails into that as well. So he's still on; it's still on his mind, obviously. You know my customer, <laughs> and uh, so I am fun. not fun. Yeah, I, I haven't been invited back, by the way, because I'm really not. I mean, I'm the guy who goes to bed at eight o'clock at night, regardless of the fact that I'm on vacation. Like you would think, hey, you're with a bunch of famous people. They're going to yeah, be drinking. And they're having a fun night. people, too. Fun people. Who knows what will happen? It'll be a great story for your for your memoirs or whatever. And uh, I say, fuck that. I'm going to sleep. <laughs> That's me. And God forbid any of those people make fun, have fun, make noise are up partying, running around screaming, singing at the top of their lungs, doing karaoke, yeah. dancing around. Like, God forbid, they probably have to tiptoe, like, on eggshells oh, yeah. when they're going to bed. It's like, oh, my God, Wiggy's asleep. Don't wake him. Don't wake the yeah. Kraken. Because, <laughs> God forbid, we're going to get talked about on the show. And we don't need that shit. You're right. Do you remember the but David Spade interview? It wasn't too long ago where he mentioned something like... Um, uh, Beth decided to slip away. She decided to, um, what was it? Like they let, he, he slipped away. He decided he's going to bed and he kind of slung, he didn't even say good night to anybody. He just left. <laughs> oh, 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 I'm trying to remember. Was that like it a might, dinner party at his house? It was a, di it was a dinner party somewhere and he decided I'm just leaving and I'm not saying good night to everybody. I'm just going to turn in like my, you know. Like yeah. Don Vittorio in Sopranos, you bring him out. <laughs> and anyway, I just I just found it like he he's never all this therapy. Forget all the other stuff. Forget the you know um, inability to apologize. Therapy has not turned him into a more um, uh, what's Social. the word socially like his etiquette has never improved. He's always still been a fucking asshole. Like that that hasn't made him a nicer person in the sense of social graces. No, he has got zero social skills, zero care about anybody. It's, I think it's part MPD, too. He's just like, it's all about him. Yeah. So 
he doesn't give shit what people are going to say. It's it's just how fast can I get the hell out of here? Right. And he's just looking at that door like it's glowing like, oh, I got to get out. <laughs> yeah. And and he knows Beth doesn't want to leave. So he's just going to ditch her and she can fucking Uber home or get a ride with one of her friends and, <laughs> you know, do some coke off of somebody's ass and that'll be it. And isn't it real? It's it's ultimately still always about him because if he goes, he's gonna bitch at her for staying out later. Like he's gonna give her shit for oh you woke me up or you you know you right. you smell you smelled like wine and whatever bullshit. If he stays up later, he's gonna bitch the whole time he's there. Yeah. And if she goes back with him, her night is ruined because she wanted to stay up later. So either yeah, way, she can't win. Total lose lose. I think the win for her is staying. Yeah. And not seeing him till the next day. And then he goes, hey, how was it? And she goes, oh, it was fine. Nothing happened. I left or, right yeah. after you. Exactly. And he doesn't know. Yeah, I mean, maybe he knows because I'm yeah. sure he he wants to know what's said about him. He's got he's probably got like spies and cameras and drivers that tell him everything. So, <laughs> yeah, to- he totally. probably has a camera in like the limo car. They probably take separate limos for all we know. Sure. Oh, yeah. And like, it, you know, it, uh, anything's the- possible tracer app on her phone that kind of shit where is she now and yeah oh my god yeah but come on do you really think he can use that he's got to call jeff schick and ask him yeah. like, okay i need you to track <laughs> beth on a 360 app to let me know and then just like video it or screenshot it and send it to me so i know where she went and what time Rich, richie notar has a bug on a scallop <laughs> <laughs> all righty Fuck the book. I'm going to sleep. <laughs> yeah, but you know what the truth is? I'm really, uh, it's all nonsense to me. This is why never invite me on a vacation. Here I am with <laughs> these exciting people. They're going to stay up late. They're going to have fun. And it doesn't occur to me to go like, you know what? Maybe I could just power through this so I don't miss out. Yeah, I'll live power differently through. for a week. But no, but yeah, because. Come on, power through. You're supposed to be enjoying yourself. If you're enjoying yourself, the concept of powering through should never cross your mind. It should be like. I don't want this night to end. This is I'm a no-brainer. I'm having stories to tell, like my friends, maybe not on air, which is fine for mm-hmm. privacy reasons. But like, yep. he could share stories with Jimmy. He could share stories with any of these other people that he allegedly is friends with. Yeah. I just, the, the verbiage that he uses, you know, everything in life is just a chore for him. Like getting well, out of bed, I think, is a chore. If he, if he could have a tutor or a, an aide help him out of bed, he would. Mm-hmm. There's well, no nothing good to be said by this man. He's fucking miserable. Well, hold on for a sec. Let me get this sort of... Okay. My... Um, so Carrie and I recorded last night a different... Uh, a couple of uh, short clips that we decided we thought would might be fun to, to revisit a little bit because, again, too short for a full episode on Sunday, but we, stuff that we thought we could give the treatment. And we, we toyed with the idea, like... He's got to worry about the hair. He's got those fucking dentures. He's got, uh, you know, the the fake voice he has to put on. He got he, his his back is probably killing him from the way his posture sucks so badly. And he doesn't what's he doesn't want to drink. He doesn't want he's, to like you know he doesn't want to lose control. Like he doesn't mind ten, 10 years ago playing beer pong with Ivanka, you know, uh, you know, <laughs> whatever it is. Yeah. And but for some reason, uh, it must be such effort for him to always be on guard that, oh, I don't start sounding like Kermit. Oh, I don't talk about my love of dick. 
I don't uh, let this wig go. I, you know, this might, might shift somewhere in the middle of the night. And all of a sudden I look like, you know, that, that shot from last March where, you know, he <laughs> clearly put it on himself <laughs> without a mirror <laughs> and the wig looked like it was escaping. Well, you know, Wiggy's got to be worried because anytime he clears his throat, it sounds like he's got tuberculosis. Yeah. And there's always those times where he's going to start telling an anecdote and it's going to be like, yeah, there's this time Ralph and I, oh, never mind. Can't do that. (laughs) He just doesn't have his 79 IQ doesn't have it within him to like maintain just basic bodily functions, physical appearance, and then the verbal, you know, acuity that it takes to hang with people who are in the business and are sharp-witted and have you know really cool stories he told a story not too long ago actually quite a while ago now that i think about it but it seems like more recently because it's just it's another one of those socially inept admissions where he said he cornered meryl streep at an awards show or something and told her how much he loved her acting and how he learned from it and he said he saw as she was talking to her she was glazed right over and didn't give a she wasn't she didn't give a fuck and 30 seconds later she was gone yeah <laughs> and, and i mean he he in his head he's going oh it's because i'm a scumbag oh it's because i'm i'm not interesting i'm because you know if you believe you're interesting and you can hang it's what's the expression act like you've been there before when you get to the end zone that's the one yeah. So he can never do that. He can never feel relaxed enough. And maybe, you know, it's for good reason. He's not funny. He's not witty. Even when Benji's giving him notes, it's not, you know, that's, you know, in real life, he would love to have Benji tag along and give him little pieces of paper he can read. As much as he wants to fit in, he never will. Never. No. no. And a square peg in a round hole every fucking time. Because I think to myself, what would I be really missing out? You know, and I and and uh, and Beth said, yeah, we were completely out of sync with the other couples. On you know, I've never vacationed <laughs> with other couples before. I, I haven't. Right, right. And this was the first but time. The whole and, idea and, is to do things together. Yeah. Well, I I get up early. I eat breakfast at four <laughs> or five in the morning, and then uh, Beth and I go for a walk. And we were in Mexico, and I was like, you know what? I want to I want to enjoy the day. The night to They're me is asleep. not. I when I was the yeah, well, when I was like ten years old, okay, I will we'll leave that one. Um, yeah, it, it's still all I, I, I. Yeah, a couple we like a we or two, and then it's back to I want this, I do this. Oh yeah, just that's the way he thinks. That's him. yep. No, next clip is called "No Drinking." <laughs> no drinking plus no friends equals no fun. <laughs> Wiggy Matt. So why would you want to go yeah. on vacation with me? I this to me is not fun. It's just not fun. I don't get it. I don't understand staying up at night. No, Emily said it. She said, I prefer you at dinner. (laughs) Yeah, have them make a dinner plan with me. (laughs) And be prepared to eat around 5 o'clock when the restaurant's nice and empty. (laughs) I just got another Photoshop idea. It's like that Nighthawks Nighthawks picture, but it's just him. There's no worker there either. So here's the thing I, at my age now. Okay. I'm 46. It's not like I'm, I'm going to be 47 next, uh, next spring. And, uh, when the, uh, the hangovers affect me worse now than they ever have in my life. That's just a, a situation of getting older. And I just don't drink as much as I used to because, well, you shouldn't be, I'm not 26 anymore, but, um, 
I still, when those nights happen, when I want to stay up late and I'm with friends and stuff, they're still great. It's just that the recovery time is god awful, you know, yeah. as opposed to yeah. very, very manageable back in the day. But that's what you're supposed to do once in a while. Otherwise, what the fuck? You got to let loose every now and then. That's how stories are made. That's yeah. how, you know, secrets come out. That's how you get, you bond with people. You have the common, the commonality of laughter, of joking. Yeah. And, Sometimes pranks, sometimes anything. Just every anytime just my wife and I letting go. Yeah, anytime my wife and I go out for a long night, it's like we're fucking like Laurel and Hardy or something. We're always, it's always everything's like a, a, a bit, and you can turn stuff into like riffing and busting balls, and it's like to each you know to other people around the table and stuff. Because she's a gifted storyteller, she's really amazing, but she never wants to get up on stage and, and tell these stories. I keep trying to get her to do some stand up, and. Yeah. Um, She's just better in a crowd. She's better in a crowd. And uh, and I'm thinking to myself, like, what the fuck are you going to do when you have that truncated schedule of three days a week? Why can't you ruin your sleep patterns for one week to have a great night out with whoever else? He's going to have a whole summer off, and I guarantee he won't ruin that sleep pattern one time. No. The whole fucking summer. Do you know and that Don Rick... parties Sorry. all Go over ahead. the place right now in the Hamptons. All over. Yeah. Yeah. And Beef is out with the girls having birthday parties and then <laughs> Allie Wentworth and yeah. all those other ladies, uh, yeah. Jessica Seinfeld. So, yeah, she's out without him. She, I yeah, think she's, she's just given up and he's like, you know. She's with, yeah, she's with the Beard Club and he's, you know, the thing is also, like, think of Don Rickles, who I love dearly. He never stopped drinking. He, when he would go out, he'd have vodka, straight vodkas, like with, or vodka with ice, whatever. That was his drink of choice. He didn't mind hanging out with Stamos, who was younger, because his, all of his friends were dead, you know. He learned, he, as an older guy, to make new friends with younger guys, because that's who's around. He wanted to be around. He wanted to hear whatever, and he had a memory. He, he didn't mind telling yeah. these great stories. So, fucking good. If I could be like that at that age, that'd be fantastic. Yeah, he knew how to live. Totally. You get fast service. Oh, I go crazy when, when, even when we have dinner with other couples, I'm like, you know, you get there, everybody has drinks. I don't drink. I want to get right to the main, and I'm always hungry because <laughs> I don't eat a lot. I watch my weight. So by the time dinner time rolls around, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not tanked up and people go, well, why don't you eat something before dinner? No, I don't want to eat I'm, before I'm going dinner. out to eat. Yeah. And, le- and why can't we sit down and have dinner? Why can't you have a drink with your dinner? <laughs> Which oh, drives me crazy when I go out with other couples. Okay, uh, Jesus Christ. Okay, 20 more seconds of this lovely vampire fucking <laughs> sucking the fun out of any evening. He's really like a like a, a vampire, an ex-vampire. Ex being anything you want. Fun, uh, fun, uh, amusement, uh, anecdotes, uh, energy. It just gets sucked right out of the fucking room. Gone. Gone yeah. forever. Yeah. Want to have drinks. With those drinks... You know, I can deal with my reality because you can. <laughs> but what cracked me oh. most was how this is the way you live at home. Yeah. <laughs> okay. She's loving so, it. Yeah, she is. Number five is called the Veruca Salt of Beds. So I'm trying to think of my uh, Willy Wonka terminology. Violet Beauregard was the one with the gum that she never stopped chewing. Right. And she blew up like a blueberry. Okay, that's right. Okay. Um, all right, let's... let's Veruca, Salt, Veruca Salt was the one that wanted the golden egg, and she was like, yeah. I want it now, Daddy. Yeah, the, I the want little, it now. Yeah, the spoiled little twat. 
Um, okay, so because <laughs> all the beds. Yeah, they're dead. <laughs> no, and quite frankly, it, it, we went away Plug. and they rented this house yeah. that we all stayed in. And quite frankly, the accommodations Plug. were horrible. Yep. <laughs> Your house is better. <laughs> my house is better. And I was like, well, at this point in my life, I don't think you could match my accommodations in my house. So I, why would I want to go somewhere? <laughs> to live less well. <laughs> and quite frankly, Plug. one of the plugs. <laughs> three plugs. No wonder you clipped this. No, you got the hat trick. This is re this is reminding me precisely of the Ablo clip when he said he hadn't been to Pittsburgh at that point in their career, like he'd never seen, and she was worried yeah. about the accommodations not being right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember that. Oh God, like, yeah. Like Pittsburgh doesn't have a five star hotel. Okay, fine. Um, I well, guess five stars not major enough. League, where do all the like NFL guys, the MLB guys, where do NHL, where where do they stay when they go there? They have right. to have some kind of like high end hotel. So she should just put them wherever those guys go. And this is just be like, that's where all this is where, you know, uh, rapeless burger stays <laughs> when he's playing. Yeah. Well, I just, I, for fun, I would just like throw Howard at a fucking Four Seasons or like a Ramada in and let him, you know, just like <laughs> try to make his way at the just put him in at the, at the reception desk and say, OK, try to get a room. I'll be here for the next hour while you try to figure out your your, you know, ID and, and you know, try to wonder <laughs> how this operates, how humans really operate. <laughs> oh, oh, my gosh. gosh. I just had a dream of like if I of wish fulfillment, if I could see him in a roach motel in South Carolina in the summer <clears throat> with an air conditioner that hums with lights you have to keep on because the roaches come out all night. I would give anything to see him in something like that. I was in one once and I had to sleep with my clothes on, shoes on. Oh, yeah. And I I was out of there in like three hours. I, yeah. I took a mini nap and I was like, we got to go. I can't. Yeah. I just can't. Oh, yeah. He needs one of those beds like in um, planes, trains, and automobiles with the coin-operated vibrations. Okay. <laughs> okay, let's keep going. Couples. Always seems to get the best bedroom. Oh. And, uh, you know, I'm like... Uh, Who's that? You know, I'm an older gentleman than you, the rest of you. Let let me have the good bedroom. <laughs> Fuck off. What, what, you mean, there's, you know... I'm in a room where I'm seeing mice walk by. I don't want oh, to stop it. <laughs> okay. Well, Whatever. it sounds like Jimmy can handle anything because they went. By the way, the best bedroom went to Jennifer Aniston because she paid for the place. <laughs> exactly. Okay. He And he alleges that he paid for his part. Whatever. She yeah. was the one that came up with the idea that invited everybody and got everybody there. She was the hostess with the mostess. So yeah. she got the grand bedroom, yeah. the master bedroom. And he's still bitching like a fucking. Oh, right. His, his love, his love of marbles, his love of saving marbles, more specifically, doesn't trump his, um, you know, again, it's NPD. Like if it wasn't one thing, it'd be the other thing he'd be fucking bitching about. So if he had the fucking best, best bedroom and the best room, he'd be like. Uh, I don't want to be here. You know, he'd still, you know, I didn't want to yeah. go. The I was food all this sucks. Foods. Exactly. You know, something. exactly. Um, number six, the wigs NPD is on fire. The only group I'm into is me and my wife. That's it. That's who I want to <laughs> vacation group. with. She's my group. I don't need a group of, I don't like groups of people getting together at all. 
It's always I, I'm I'm not into a democracy of people deciding when to have dinner. It, it, yeah, then you have to go when they want to go. I, I'm with them on this. I hate big group gatherings because number one, the farewells take forever, and then when people do want to decide where to eat, you know, it's it's usually like I'm the person right out the door. I usually go like, guys, where are we going? Where? Oh, uh, such and such place. Good, I'll meet you there. When you guys get off your asses, I'll be there. <laughs> Because I hate the in, I hate the um, the interim. I hate the transit. That, yeah, there's a lot of uh, what is it politics or just etiquette that you got to yeah. go through with things like that, like weddings and yeah, different anniversary parties. So yeah, I'm I'm not huge on those myself. Mm-hmm. I go through them. I do what I have to do, and I actually enjoy myself while I'm there. Even though like the lead up, I might be yeah. complaining a bit, and then yeah. once I'm there and I get home, I'm like, that was really fun. I'm glad I went. Yeah. But I don't I don't rant and rave about like, oh, this was awful. And did you see this? This was terrible. This smelled. Right. No, I'm, I'm appraising all the people I saw that I hadn't seen in a while. I, I just he's he's a whole different species. He's, <laughs> he's not even in our world. Like, he's, I swear he's a fucking alien sometimes. He he's the kind of person where if you're the host, let's say you're Jennifer Aniston or you're Kimmel or whoever the fuck has invited him along and he hasn't complained in your head, you're going, there's something wrong. There are no problems yet. You know, like he's creating yeah. this, ad- this atmosphere where you're expecting him to fucking complain about everything. And if he doesn't, you're, or you're not going to enjoy yourself because you're expecting the other shoe to drop. You know, totally. it's just a matter of time. So is it any wonder that he never gets, as Ben used to call it, the <laughs> second the second play date with these people? <laughs> never. No, so let's let's uh, kill this day. Yeah, and Beth gives me a lecture before we go. You know, like she goes, you know, why don't you just relax? You're always in control. At work, you're in control. You're... <laughs> just go with the flow. Let everyone else make plans. Let somebody else make the decisions. Well, these people make bad decisions. <laughs> oh, God. I'm telling you. The decisions are not what I want to decide. I, okay, we so, know. <laughs> exactly. Now we're on May 17th, guys. We are getting closer and closer to DEFCON summer, down, summer days. And uh, number one is called Wiggy Wants to Adopt Adventure Denali, which, if you will recall, is the journal writing chick. I don't remember. 20-something her. girl yeah. who talks about, you know, her pens. journals and fountain pens and <laughs> and being out in nature and just like takes like 20-second videos of a sunset. You know, like yeah. she's she's genuinely a, a very sweet young girl just exploring right. the world and showing us her side of it. But right. let's hear what Wiggy thinks. To him, it's like fucking, it's like Henry Miller or something. All I know is she's a modern-day Snow White, and that's why I watch Yeah, <laughs> and I look at it, and I'm trying to see if I can find something. I'm like, maybe in the future, uh, you know, when Howard wants a gift, I'll do I can't sit through five minutes of it. Stop it. You don't know what you're talking about. I, <laughs> yeah, um, Robin. Thank you, Robin. I want to hang out with her so bad. I just want to, like, you know. I just want to. I just want to soak in. Oh, I that wish happiness. I could put you there. <laughs> she wants to see it happen. So do we. <laughs> he wants to be her. Yeah. He the, wants to take forty-seven years off his life. <laughs> well, this is the thing. I, I'm not going to shit on her for any because I just don't know enough about her anyway. And the truth be told, I'm not into. I don't really care so much about uh, just petty, petty hatred. But um, with Howard, it's more focused. It's like under a microscope. We're laser focus hatred on him. But 
he has these access to celebrities like Steve Martin and, you know, whoever else he in the business, like Lauren Michaels. And, uh, you know, certain people he could connect to to be more in touch with and, and make it a point to be friends with them and go out with them. And this is who he decides he wants to be hanging out with. Or, I mean, it could be all a shtick. I'm not saying that this person wouldn't have, be interesting, but, like, who who are you? How old are you? What's your demographic? Um, stick with, you know, I'm not saying you have to stick with people of your own age, but there's a disconnect here. Why would you, a 67-year-old man going on 68, want to hang out with a fucking 20-year-old who writes shit? Again, I'm just going to say he he's jealous of her freedom, of her youth, of her just carefree lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And he'll never attain anything close to that. He, it, it's it's so foreign to him. I think he's just, it's exotic. It's um, just something unattainable. Something okay. you know, he can never have. But that's, I don't know why he's so obsessed with this. It's really it, odd. Unless it's like part of part of that whole you know wanting to be trans, still you know wanting to be you're like you said, you not just wanting to be her life. But to be her physically. To step like, in her shoes. To like, yeah. you know, like Freaky Friday and switch bodies and, and yeah. have have her life and get that perspective. Well, yeah, that's okay, I guess. It, it's, just, <laughs> it's just so strange to hear a 67-year-old man, like, with all the money in the world. Yes. He wanted, he could go out to these you know, Western states or North, Northwest and explore in an RV. He could have someone drive him. He could have the nicest one in the world and live in luxury glamp. Yeah. Glamp to the highest nth degree. Right. But no, never going to happen. When fucking Carson retired, he went to the Serengeti. He, I'm not talking about his yacht, which he named the Serengeti, but he went to Africa and actually learned enough Swahili to be conversational with people and made them laugh, made people in Af- in, 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 in the continent, laugh in their own language. Now, was he exploring the Amazon, too, while he was in Africa? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, I mean, it's just, it's just unbelievable that, you know, you know, like, he doesn't have the sense of self to, and the self, like, just confidence to say, yeah, I've got the money. I could be Michael Palin traveling around the world on my own nickel. I don't need, you could even, actually, he could get a sponsor. He could get someone to sponsor him to do like a, do, a documentary style thing. Look, here I am like doing my Anthony Bourdain, except that he has no real curiosity. This is just an affectation, just like chess, just like bike riding, just like anything else. And he'll drop it and you'll never hear about it again. Remember photography? Yeah. Yeah. This gone. All, this, this, Adventure Denali storyline just puzzles me beyond belief because usually I can see through his hobbies or his interests and figure out an angle that he's got. Not on this one. This one just puzzles me to no end. And I'm just going to leave it at that. Yeah. And and poor Adventure Denali. I don't even think she got a bump in her YouTube subscribers (laughs) from him. (laughs) We might. (laughs) Yeah. Good luck, girl. Go get him. Yeah. Arizona. (laughs) Adventure Denali or whatever your name is, invite Howard. I want to adopt Adventure Denali, but Beth won't let me. She thinks it's inappropriate. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think she's a little too old for a dog. I know, I know, I know. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> I've got three daughters I have nothing to do with, but I want to adopt Adventure Denali. Okay. And you, meanwhile, do you know how many fucking artistic, what, you know, Emily writes? Why don't you talk about her? Yeah. She sings. <laughs> yeah. She does, you know, Yiddish poetry. I mean, it's, uh, it's, uh, amazing. It's, uh, it's at least on par with Adventure Denali, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> <laughs> She's got an album out and everything, man. She could sign Zuzazu for you. To adopt you. How much is that? <laughs> but uh, You'll ruin Fake her. laugh. Yeah. Of course. I suck everybody's energy. <laughs> as Beth says, you're a lot. That's the famous quote. Yeah. He, well, too much comes with the dinner. Uh, n- number two. He's all yours, Beth. He's all yours. You, do you know we could really make a show now, I think, at this point of clips of I have a friend who blank because this is <laughs> the <end of> series. <laughs> You're catching so, on. Yes. Yeah. Okay. This is this is his uh, just do it like Nike. I have a friend who was in the hospital. The guy came close to dying. I mean, what do you mean? Don't live in fear. I'm, uh, I'm looking to live. I don't want to die. OK, great to hear from Mellow Black. <laughs> <laughs> so Angry Black calls in who. I I don't remember the last time I heard him on the show. Do you? Oh, uh, I think it was like 12 years ago. I, yes. I'm not sure. I wrote it down, but I can't find it. I mean, not to sound uh, de- not not to sound depressing, but I thought he died or something. You know, like uh, Kenneth Keith Callenbach died in jail, and you know, uh, people just sort of pass away, like Crackhead Bob. Well, I did write this down. He is 49 years old. Woohoo! Angry black. Yeah. Or, or I thought if he didn't die, he, he did something wrong and was, you know, now not he not allowed to be spoken his name anymore or something like that. Uh, right. Although I do, I do remember Black on Black. I love that show. Actually, <laughs> it was like such a no, shit show. No, you're thinking a big Black. Yeah, I know, There's, but that was that what was this ang- is what's Angry that? Black. Oh, Angry this Black is a wasn't on. Black. Oh, okay, okay, no, I'm getting. No, up. no, that was Big Black, and this is okay. Angry Black. I don't think they oh. did the show together. Are you sure? Leave a comment in this section, guys. I'm not sure. Okay. I thought it was King of All Blacks and Angry Black. Maybe I got it wrong. No, but, 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 but wait a second. You didn't read in this country that we're, we're, how, many, how many people died in this country? Oh, I, I know. And, and most of them died in New York State thanks to Governor Cuomo. But that's a different story. I'm not going to hold This guy is old. This guy, boy. No, no, this no, no, guy. no, 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 no. I'm telling you, I believe in science. I believe in doctors. No, you don't. I'm listening to what they're saying. It's Why would you risk your life? What's the matter with you? So this was basically uh, Angry Black throwing Cuomo under the bus. That was the name yep. of the clip. I'm sorry I didn't announce it, guys. My bad. And Wiggs just, like, don't you dare. Don't you dare attack Cuomo. It doesn't matter what you're saying. You know, just don't mm-hmm. go after my man with the nipple rings. Well, he just turns it on, you know, the whole vaccine story. And Angry yeah. Black is not vaccinated. Right. So that's. That's where the conversation derailed to. Mm-hmm. This Along next with clip, fashion shoes and drinking and cars. <laughs> of course, this next clip has to do with his little thoughts on Ellen, because um, Ellen at this point uh, has her she, her show has been axed, as far as I know, and he says you can blame Zoom for canceling Ellen, and like the ratings went down because you know people are watching Zoom, which makes zero sense. Um, it's a chatting app. It's for video conferencing. It's not for entertainment, for fuck's sake. Yeah. Well, Ellen's show is going to go one more year. So next year will be her last year. Right. And Wiggy blamed it on the people on Zoom that just aren't interested enough, that, that yeah. the housewives that are doing other things, and that right. that's why it was canceled. 
So not because audience... Ellen was not because Ellen was a cunt to her workers, and the story got out that you know she's just been yeah. a t- holy terror to work for, and so is he. But you know, this is and this is what months after he said, "If I were her, I would just be an asshole. I would just you know." And we were laughing because <laughs> thank you for admitting what we already all know, and every fucking staffer that used to work for you is wanting to admit, but a lot of them were scared too. Is uh, Ellen goes. Yeah, her ratings are down. Her ratings are down because everybody in daytime television's ratings are down because everyone's sick of looking at Zoom. <laughs> because nobody no. cares what any of these have to say anyway. They want to see what they're wearing. That's it. That's the end of it. What is what a fucking 79? What does Zoom have to do with the show with guests if they're on? Like, I thought he meant for originally when I heard the when I um, when I saw the clip, I thought he he's he's talking about celebs being virtual celebs on Ellen like they can't be in person they're on studio like they're upset because uh, like the show's going down because people aren't actually in studio anymore and like yep. no he's talking about people are you know because they're on zoom they're not watching Ellen you don't stop your viewing habits you don't stop your watching Kimmel or late night because someone's a virtual guest that's nonsense right and Wiggy's all concerned about what they're wearing He's all about the fashion, you know, like with his Barbados distress boots yep. and his American scarves. flag scarves. Yeah, yeah, it's it's just weird. I yeah. don't know. It's weird. Yeah. It's, <laughs> now you're using it. Damn it. It's catching on. <laughs> it's Ten minutes. Of Did anybody see. say that? <laughs> no, nobody said anything. You know, listen. Well, that's the shows- thing. You never get a real answer. They make up these things and they spend a lot of time explaining to you their theory, which means nothing. Nobody knows anything. Trust me. I've worked with some of the biggest experts in. in the- oh, <laughs> I know oh, a guy. Here we go. <laughs> exactly. They <laughs> <laughs> all know nothing. I've, I've been in, in boardrooms with people who are running empires and they are clueless. Um, I said, you know, that guy just... That's the one thing I missed that I wish we had covered when we did the... Uh, I think we might have covered it, but I don't think in the full extent of the Fox pilot where he said he was in the studio, he was in the audience to watch jo- the Joan Rivers show being produced. Like he was in, he was with the execs basically saying, who are looking to get rid of it, basically saying, um, what do you think of this? What, you know, I want you to see what Joan's doing. What could we do to improve it? And then he said, well, I had some ideas. <laughs> he had some ideas. Yeah. And then you did your fucking show. <laughs> And we saw what happened. So when he says that, I know what he's talking about. He's talking about 30 years before the fart man negotiations with new line that fell through and all these, you know, son of the beach, which eventually, you know, it did, you know, it did become a thing eventually. But, um, you know, if he knew anything, would he be on radio? Would he be on satellite for that matter? Of course not. Oh, yeah. Him thinking he could run a game show. Yeah. And he couldn't even host AGT. No, the simplest God. gong show in the world, and he could not be entertaining on that. He couldn't be entertaining on the Fox show. There's just there's no personality there to mine. It's no. all him just using other people's material, as yes. we've always said. Yeah, and the fact, the truth is, I mean, there's still one of you know one of the guys that helps contribute. This guy Cormano on Reddit, uh, one of the few you know thinking people there. He um, he was explaining how oh you know AGT wasn't a failure and, and and sadly he's mistaken. No, if you look at the numbers, he absolutely d- uh, dropped the numbers. Like the numbers dropped when he was there, and they 
uh, intrinsically increased when he left. There's no there's no arguing with 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 data like with numbers the 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 way the ratings work it's it's there for everybody to see and um what i wonder is how much like how much creative input would he have ever had on that fucking show i'm sure he was like i did the i'm gonna do the fucking bare minimum i'll be there i'll do what you want but you think he was creatively adding to that show there's no way hell no he had to ask fans to call in with ideas for some kind of hand signal to give AGT, and he came up, he stole the Three Stooges, like, you know, nyuk nyuk, like, yeah. where they're slapping their hands and doing yeah. this whole goofy thing. But yeah. he just, he has no originality. He depends on writers, he depends on other personalities, and he absorbs those personalities. Mm-hmm. That's it, bottom line, yeah. always. Exactly. So he's he's one big copyright suit. Just walking or stumbling. <laughs> Number five is called uh, Entertain My Ass. You think people care if Ellen's a hypocrite? They don't give two shits. They don't give a shit if she beats her staff with chains. <laughs> Nobody cares. Sponsors do. Just entertain my ass. Well, they, they did. They obviously they did care. Oh. Otherwise, this show wouldn't be uh, grinding to a halt. And her numbers were down, obviously, because public opinion changed about her. Isn't it funny how similar Ellen and Wiggy are? Oh, he, yeah. Instead of beating his staff with chains, he just cuts their pay in half and forces them to move out of state. Yes. Um, hey there, Jason, <laughs> Ronnie, Bowie, <laughs> Shuley, Brent. Yeah. Who's next? The I Ronnie mean, thing. Like, yeah, I think the Ronnie thing is a little bit more organic because of his age and because, you know, okay, like I, Ronnie I, gets a pass. Yeah, but like Bowie having to sell his house that he only moved into about, I don't know, 15 years ago, that strikes me as a little odd. I mean, seller's market and all, that's fine. But if you did put so much work into that fucking place, even if it's just the two of you, I don't know that you'd want to move if you could. Like, if you really loved it, because that was his dream house. They decided they put so much work into that. You don't just fucking sell it. No, that strikes me as odd, all that. Yeah. I'm not buying it. No. So number six, this one uh, ties into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Bon Jovi stalked Wigo. I love this. Say this one last time. When John Bon Jovi asked me, in the worst way, I wanted to just say no. But I felt, you know, I felt I'm I'm a pussy. I do not. Well, John knew if he was on the phone with you, you'd say no. That's why he tracked you down in person. You had to. He was like, I know he won't look me in the eye and say no. No, he he. He fooled me. He tracked me down at my psychiatrist's office. <laughs> While you were weak. While I was avoiding him. I go, John, I can't meet with you. I have my psychiatrist. That's and funny. That means that Bon Jovi either shares the psychiatrist with him or like, you know, he just, he just knows this mm-hmm. from Allison days. Who knows? <sighs> I'm, that's gotta be, I'm, that's, yeah, that's going to be a best kept secret in fucking psychiatry. <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of torn on this one. Like, <clears throat> I kind of think Buckwald navigated this one where he wanted Wiggy to do it. Wiggy didn't want to do it, mm-hmm. but he went and gave John Bon Jovi the location and time and place to be to track him down and be like, to, you know, to push him into it. Yeah. 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 Well, you know, because he thinks he's a waffle. He will completely fold in half if confronted with anything. And then, like, off, you know, on the air, he'll he'll be Mr., you know, hot shit. But then, you know, face-to-face, he can't say no because that's his nature. He's just a passive-aggressive pussy. 
Um, but then like at the whole saga of the, um, Fitzsimmons book forward and how he said he'd do it, but then didn't want to do it and turned it into a bit. Like I, th- there, yeah. that was no bit. That was just him being a fucking baby about not being able to say, I don't want to do it. Sorry. Ta- task someone else for this. Or, yeah. you know, you know, all he had to do was give someone else to write it and say he wrote it and give it to Greg. Greg wouldn't fucking know. He wouldn't care as long as his name was put on it. So with the, bon- with the Bon Jovi thing, I guarantee Bon Jovi could not get anybody of repute to induct them in the Hall of Fame because they were a joke and they are a joke. I know a lot of people love them. I'm sorry, you guys, any, anyone who are offending any fans who love Bon Jovi. It's not about that. It's just that in the industry, they're seen as that ilk, you know, the fucking hair bands, you know, the hairspray bands of the 80s. There's just no two ways about it. A, a pretty boy, shitty, like low rent Bruce Springsteen. I don't have any hatred for Bon Jovi. I just don't have any respect for them. <clears throat> it's, uh, yeah, outside of New Jersey, it's a tough sell. I think and- so. You know, like my kid knows the songs and even today one came on and I was just like, can we please change this? (laughs) He he likes the 80s songs. He loves, you know, like uh, uh, Billy Joel and Elton John and different ones. And I'm like, those are cool with me. So I'm good with those. But like, man, when Bon Jovi comes on, I'm like, please, no. And I even sat through White Snake. Here I go again. (laughs) And I was like, all right, we can do this. Okay, yeah, but were you at the same time? Were you going not even ironically going? Uh, uh, fast forward, fast forward, you know. On the White Snake or the Bon Jovi? Yeah, White White Snake. Well, see, that used to get played in my lunchroom in my cafeteria in high school, like every day. So it kind of oh, takes God. me back to high school. Okay, yeah, yeah. well, those were the days, well, right? I was thinking like, okay, but this is the funny part because I could listen to <laughs> Philip Bailey and Phil Collins to an easy lover any time of the week <laughs> and I can do we the all... high parts, <laughs> but I we can't all have listen. Our guilty pleasures. Yeah. But I can't listen to, you know, born to be my baby. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like the, like you could uh, run away, change uh, poison arrow. No problem. Or, you know, like, uh, you know, <laughs> lips like sugar. And I can listen to that, but you know, so the eighties weren't all complete shit guys. They're, trust me. I, I have my faves, but Bon Jovi's just <laughs> not going to be in there. Where do you stand on Dexie's midnight runners? <laughs> well, I mean, I'm, oh geez, I got their box set. <laughs> the wow. You would have loved my car today. <laughs> so okay. let me see. Sorry, uh, next call. No worries, no worries. Number seven, fake Nathan's call. And I thought this was Nathan's hot dogs when I saw the clip. Fake Nathan's call with tranny uh, tranny girlfriend gets interrogated. And this is a long clip, guys, so bear with us. But uh, it's, 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 you know, again, one more thing, sir. Why does he spend so much time on this if it's just, a, you know, to kill? If it's just to kill time, there are other things you could talk about. He wants to talk about this shit. Nathan's in Nebraska. Hey. Yeah. Hey, Howard. Hey, I was just calling to talk to you about, uh, you guys were talking about Cameo on Wednesday, and I requested a Cameo from my transgendered girlfriend uh, from Jeff the Drunk, and he declined it two times in a row. I wonder if you think Jeff might be a little transphobic, even though he'll show his penis on Periscope for free, but wouldn't cut a message from my the, transgender what girlfriend. What was the ex- what I love was... this. This what? What? What are you talking about? This is all new to me. This isn't in the text. This isn't in my book of notes. What's going on here? Very so, confused. yeah. The exact message you wanted Jeff to read. She got a penis or she got the uh, the full deal down there? 
talking to women who are born women? Like, what's the difference with I the have. vagina? Is there any difference with the vagina? Yeah. I mean, she's, you know, she's no Tampa 7, but she's pretty hot. She got big titties? Oh, big titties. Uh -huh. And what about, like... So, tr like, make this uh, 1989... Have it a random caller instead of an uh, or like a you know fake caller like we have now, and make it about an actual woman, and it's the same conversation, but now it's a mm -hmm. transsexual, or you know transgender. I don't I don't fucking know what they're talking. You know what I'm saying? Like trans X, yeah. trans blank, right? So why is this acceptable? This this is the new agenda. This is okay because. Um, According to him, America wants to hear about it. America needs to be enlightened. Right. And as he's, uh, as he's talking, you notice he dropped the article. He's like, how's, how's the vagina? Or how's, yeah. does she have <laughs> vagina? Not, yes. Does she have a vagina or yeah. a vagina? It's, right. Does she have vagina? It's like, come on. <laughs> Stop. But yes, it's, this is what he loves talking about. This uh, this is his topic of choice. Well, and, the, uh, how's this yeah. evolution? How's this evolution, by the way? I mean, sex talk in general. Not that I'm a prude, guys. Clearly, I'm not a prude. But, um, like, uh, well, this doesn't follow. He's too stupid to make the narrative linear. He doesn't want to make it, uh, like, again, he, he wants to still have this little, this vestige of, oh, I'm edgy by talking about this. Because old, like, so leopards don't change their spots. But... Uh, because it's trans, it's acceptable now? Like, I just don't understand that logic, that line of thinking. I'm going to say it goes back to that 2013 summit, and this is part yeah. of that velvet mafia, yeah. pink mafia that, you know, wants to bring it front and center into people's universes. And it's just, it's, it's still a smaller percentage than he's making us think it is. Oh, yes. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. I'm just mm -hmm. saying that the percentage that he thinks of people there are out there or that he's proclaiming to be talking to or about, mm -hmm. it, it's nowhere near the number that yep. he's giving us. And I yep. don't have stats in front of me. I don't Google this stuff. But personally, I think rather than ask uh, a regular woman or a guy about his girlfriend who's a real woman and ask about her roast beef lips or, um, her pepperoni nips or whatever stupid shit he used to ask. Now he's just taking all that and turning it to trans. And we all know he's a woman hater. So here's the question. If a person is a trans to a woman, does he still hate them? Good question. Is he jealous of them? Is, you know, and some of his questions are very leading in that direction, like, oh, what's her height? What's her weight? Oh, she sounds right. a little chubby. Right. Uh, maybe she needs to get on a treadmill. But I don't know. Um, it's, that's just it's, my thought. It's funny the levels of what he discards, right? Like, he used to talk about jazz. We did fucking two podcasts all about jazz. And jazz pound, put, put on the pounds, and never, now he never talks about jazz. So he hates fat more than he hates men or more than he hates women. Like, that's first in terms of priority. Mm -hmm. So, as you, which, which you raised a great point, is if, if, a, if a guy, if like Caitlyn Jenner, it's, it's good, is, good one, is, yeah. is it a guy? Okay, but then there's, the, there's a few levels with the Caitlyn Jenner. Um, ex, like, sports, you know, Olympic athlete, amazing athlete, but a guy. Turns mm -hmm. to a woman, changes to a woman. 
um, but was still originally a guy. In his mind, is he still thinking it's Bruce Jenner every time he yeah. re- and it relates to her? And also, is he jealous and hating the fact that she is more popular now as Caitlyn mm-hmm. than he was as Bruce Jenner? She was as Bruce Jenner. Yes, I agree. Uh, because she transformed so late in life, Yes, it's harder for him to see her as a woman. Her politics is completely opposite of his. Okay. When he's talking on the radio. Okay. But in private, he probably agrees with her more than he's letting on. Okay. And then there's the athlete thing. So he's jealous of him slash her mm-hmm. for achieving what he did in the Olympics. Mm-hmm. It, it's the Caitlyn Jenner one. You're right. Has many layers to it. Oh, oh shitloads. I mean, it's a whole it, show. There's the political side where he's running for governor of California, I believe. Right. Or he wants to be on, I don't, Senate. Running for some type of governor. office. Uh, yes, yeah. for office in the Republican yeah. Party. But also, so he, yeah. Yeah, he, he's but, got nothing but shade for him. him but uh, also, yeah, but also, is it like also the fact just blatant jealousy. They're now where I want to be. Yeah, because Caitlin's gotten a lot of time in the spotlight mm-hmm. and still managed to maintain relevancy. Which is, and yeah. They're about like the it, same age. Exactly, because I, I I think in his demented mind, like uh, Howard, first of all, not going to be, he's never going to be able to, to, tr- to transform. He's not going to. He's just going to die as he is now. Um, because, it, like, and the longer he waits, the worse it gets for him because, you know, at 70 and 80, you know, no one gives a shit. And like no one gives a shit now. It's certainly not. They're not going to care when he's seventy and and comes out of the closet and and you know becomes a woman or not becomes comes out of the closet. But you know what I mean. Um, it, it's in this case he, he so he's stuck where he is and he's going to be forever fucking angry about it. But if he did like in the irrelevance he'd get, that would kill him even more. If he went and became a woman and no one gave a shit, it would destroy yep. him. It would absolutely yep. fucking tear him to bits. So he's jealous that he wouldn't get any kind of um, recognition for it. In fact, he'd be ridiculed because that entire fucking career of his was based on mocking that shit. It it would just be the blast and the things talking about him. And he'd (laughs) have to go... two paragraphs. Two paragraphs. (laughs) And, you know, he'd always go to uh, Ralph and be like, Ralph, I've got a miniskirt on. Why don't you peg me? <laughs> he did a perfect impression of that lisp that he does. Will you ever go down on her, or is that kind of like a waste of time? She probably doesn't like that. Right? You? <laughs> she likes that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Beth did some anal on me last night. <laughs> like, what does she do? Like, she um, she sticks her fingers in your ass? No, no, it's mo- it's mainly me going anal uh, on her. I see. Hey, she, she likes. Thinks- yeah. And what about does. the voice? Is she Dude, hey. right away? Yeah, like were you like, man, this chick is super hot. She's into me. He this is this he's just getting sexual pleasure out of this. There's no there's no doubt yeah. in my mind. This is him just kind of like, you know, one hand on his dick with through a zipper and the other, you know, just kind of and no one can see him and he's just enjoying this and this is a fucking back office staffer giving him phone sex. Well, remember, this all was a lead-off with Jeff the Drunk refusing to do a cameo for this guy and his girlfriend. Okay. So he's he's cheating because he's using a whack packer and probably a back-office staffer. 
Mm-hmm. And it's all to talk this trans bit. And then he brings on Jeff eventually, and Jeff breaks yep. down and is like, fine, I'll do it, whatever. Right. But at first, Jeff was like, no way. But again, this is probably all a setup. Yeah. Like, you can't believe any of the things they tell us on no. the show. And you're right. He's got his hand on his ween. He's fiddling around, playing some pocket pool. He's yep. just like... He's just getting off on this, even if he's not like having a raging heart on, which I, I can't imagine. <laughs> God help me. But like he's just getting titillated in his mind about this stuff. And then, yeah. you know, him and Ralph go back and listen to it later. And that's right. Ralph comes up with more questions for the next time he talks to another person who knows a trans or is mm-hmm. a trans. Mm-hmm. And it's just show building. Yeah. And it's or- in the wrong direction. And we all know this. And, you know, the fact that he's been off for the summer and the people on Superfans Facebook page are all like, nope, don't miss him. I'm, I'm enjoying it. Don't miss yeah. this. Don't miss that. Don't miss Marianne or Bobo. Like, yep. it's really a relief to people. And it's kind of like a wake-up call for a lot of others that are oh, like, yes. what have I been doing all these years? Like, they're waking up out of a coma well, sure. and coming to their senses. And thank you for those of you who have taken the red pill. And I loved your Photoshop of the QF 79 on the pill that you, you posted <laughs> that was, because that was a, that, that was kind a of summarizes, but that, that really meant a lot to me because like, I love the matrix movie and it summarizes what we're here to do. Yes. I want people, my superpower has always been to convince people to cancel serious, listen to us, let me pay my whatever $5 a month and listen to it and break it down for you. And give you some enjoyment out of something that you weren't getting enjoyment out of. Right. And helping I, see, helping see, like, because like, Raven mentioned that, you know, you can't believe anything this show says. She, we're not talking, she wasn't talking about, you know, that the, the, the whole show's shit and why are we having a show about it based on nothingness. No, it's about finding the actual bits of truth in between the droplets of shit. So you're actually, it's like a rainfall of bullshit, but in between there's some actual rainwater you got to collect it with your little cup and that could be filter it out that's right so when he talks about you know it's it's schadenfreude especially or when it's you know hidden hidden joy in someone's you know uh basically the definition of schadenfreude hidden joy where it's like he might be actually saying well that's too bad but secretly enjoying it because we know how it sounds when he secretly loves someone's uh you know downfall like Ellen going through shit, losing her show, he couldn't be fucking happier. Right. Like he he's not going to say it. He's going to act like, oh, you know, it wasn't Ellen's fault. Or this is, you know, this is, you know, people giving excuses for Cuomo or giving excuses for Ellen. If he likes someone, um, he'll go with it. But in his in his deep down inside, if he's still standing and everybody else has been scandaled away into the fucking corner, he couldn't be fucking happier at his root, I believe. And I'm with you on that one. It's, so it's clear as day. Yeah. So last last week standing, guys. Uh, next <laughs> next bit of we're still finish this the drunk tonight cameo clip. <laughs> and then does she tell you like, hey, by the way, I'm trans, or does she wait a while? Uh, she try to give you shit. Like, did people start wanting to, you know, beat you up or kick her ass or you know, you know what I mean? What the fuck? Yeah, no, no. Yourself fully heterosexual? Uh, 
No, I mean, I guess... Does she wear, like, hot little mini skirts and stuff? Because some of these trans women I see really dress up, like, fucking to the nines, you know? Like, I'm... How many is he seeing, first of all? Like, what <laughs> What the fuck? <laughs> okay, so... Is he judging I, the trans beauty contest or something? I, I wanted to do a service for people, and I clipped it to mainly just his questions here. Yeah, yeah. And it I, was I noticed, still I noticed the edits, over, yeah. It was a two... It's two minutes, 45 of questions, just questions and kind of like a couple stuttering answers because the back office staffer doesn't even know how to answer and he can't even get like an answer off before the next question's fired rapidly right back at him. <laughs> oh my God. Like we could do the trans, maybe, you know, how we did the, you know, stupidest questions, which you covered in, in 79, the episode. Um do you think we could get like a similar compilation of just trans questions, like sexual questions about trans oh. and make a five hour clip? <laughs> uh, maybe a two hour. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, of, of literally 10 second questions. Okay. Mm -hmm. well, I follow Hunter Schaefer on, um, she's on TV, Hunter Schaefer. And I think she still yeah. has a wiener, but uh, I don't know. I don't know what's doing. She never really Hunter makes it Schaefer clear. Still has a wiener. That's a wiener. I don't know. Anybody know if Hunter Shaver still has a wiener? Yeah, because he needs to know desperately. Why don't you go call her up and ask if she'll fuck you? Who says wiener? <laughs> maybe maybe <Really>? Anthony Wiener. <laughs> Dingling. What are we reaching for here? Dong. <laughs> what level? What age group are we in now? Come on. Honestly, that that's something you're right. That's something I have to go back maybe 40 years. The last time I heard that as some kind of non-ironic, you know, someone referring to the dick as, as a wiener. <laughs> like a certain, certain certain things he uses. You're right. <laughs> when my kid was 14, he talked about like a ween, a wiener. Ween. He didn't even yeah. say ween. He yeah. just said wiener. And it was right. funny. And we'd giggle and be like, whatever. Yeah. I don't know. Because on, on the TV show I see her on, sometimes you're packaged through her panties. You know? Help so I'm help. like, I think Hunter Schaefer yeah. still has his pen her penis. She still has her Maybe penis. She just has a puffy vagina. I don't know. I, <laughs> I swore I saw But then I thought, well, maybe they gave her a fake penis to make it seem like her character For still has sake. her penis. Okay, guys. I'm so <laughs> We're any, almost like, out of this. Face? No. <laughs> All right, like, we're done. You made it. Congratulations, everybody. In the you Princess Bride, what's the name? What's the name of that forest where they go through with the roads of unusual size? That's pretty much what we just went through. <laughs> you're you're doing a callback on something I've never seen, and I'm. Oh, the, I'm you've I'm never seen the Princess say, Bride? No, I just missed that one somehow. Oh God! Well, that's Fell fine. Through the cracks. Okay, well, make sure you do one day just for the just for the fuck of it. I think with the kids, you might actually enjoy it. Um, number eight, another guy, Wiggy knew. He gets hot. That would be weird. I knew a guy growing up. I was like a senior. I guess I was around being a senior in high school. And uh, I hadn't seen this guy for a year. And then on the summer when I had my job washing dishes, I ran into him and his name used to be uh, Henry, and he lost a ton of weight, and he became Hank. Oh, I'll never mm -hmm. forget this. And Hank Harry did. was, yeah, he changed his name from Hank to Han from Henry to Hank. Henry okay, to Hank. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. pretty much what you know. This guy Robert, you know, he changed his name to Bob, and we. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> 
Okay, so another friend you never heard of. And also, I love how he says, my job washing dishes. He was a camp counselor who had to wash dishes. Like one day. Yeah, maybe, you know. filled in for somebody, probably. Right. He's like Tony. He's like fucking uh, <laughs> Tony in uh, Scarface at the beginning with Manny looking over at the rich cars. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Yo, man, you think I came to this country to be a dishwasher? Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> Maybe that steam from the dishwasher got his hair all curled up and he's like, that's the look I want someday. Big time. A- and Your now silly we're... curls. Okay, this 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 next part, guys, is actually kind of fascinating to me because apparently I, I've seen some of the pictures. I don't notice a vast difference, but apparently um, Jason Kaplan lost a shit ton of weight, and yep. is so the suggestion is the the I think when it was tabled originally on our in our group, he must have got like stomach stomach stap not stomach stapling was it called the band or whatever? Yeah, bar- <clears throat> excuse me, sorry, no bariatric no surgery. That's it. That's it. And uh, if I could just interject real quick. Please. That one of our listeners uh, approached me in a a DM that he had the bariatric surgery. Mm -hmm. And the terminology that they were using, that Jason was using. Okay. On words like, it's a journey. It's a program. Um, His taste was changing. He was portion controlling, counting chips cutting burgers into like quarters. Mm-hmm. This person told me that he can almost guarantee us a hundred percent that Jason had some kind of band or bariatric surgery. I think I'm using the right word Yep. that um, brought him to at this point, he had lost 53 pounds and right. later on in shows, I think right before they left for the summer, the last update was around 62 pounds. Mm-hmm. And even his wife, Janice, had lost 37 pounds as of mm-hmm. the recording that we're doing today. Yeah. So not that there's any shame in getting surgery, but why lie about it and use Nutrisystem yes. as a uh, passive-aggressive, indirect, non-paid, finger-quote, sponsor mm-hmm. when you're, pass- you're, you're passing that off when in actuality you had surgery? Just admit the surgery and maybe it'll give people enough courage to go ahead and get it on their own. You know, it's there's no shame in that, but they had to turn it into some kind of like sponsorship or I don't even know, like just storytelling. And maybe they think it's a shortcut and easy way out. That's exactly what you still have to do the work. You can't eat through that stuff. It'll just it'll be a huge failure. So, yeah, that's my take. And I trust this person who came to me because they are legit always on point with their facts mm-hmm. and i have no reason not to just dis- not to agree with them so right yeah just putting I, it out I, there i think in, in this particular case kaplan it's definitely like you feel like you gave up you couldn't do portion control you couldn't exercise so it's a failure on that level because you had to resort to some kind of surgery to you know like plastic surgery like i can't but plastic surgery is a little different thing because if you want your nose shaped, you can't exercise your nose into shape. You can't sit up your nose. Wow. You can't do chin ups and break it in the way you want it to look. Or if you want a certain skin derm like abrasions take, taken care of, that's a different story. With the weight reduction surgery, which my godfather had done, which is ironic because a year later he'd put all the weight back because he has a comfort weight that he's he didn't change his lifestyle enough to make that really happen. With Kaplan. 
with the weight he was, which was probably closer to like 260, 270, probably closer to 300, that guy. 300, I, yeah. 300. When you, uh, the minute you start changing an aspect, like it's going the Atkins route or something like that, you're going to lose weight like crazy when you're that heavy. It's when you're mm-hmm. like 200 or two, like 190 and you want to lose weight that it becomes less obvious and the numbers start don't seem as impressive. But... Um, yeah, I don't understand either. Why Why just not say, fuck it, I had the surgery, I had to. It was the life or death thing. I mean, it most likely was. He's up that age now where he's got to worry about diabetes. He's got to worry about fucking uh, kidney problems through blood pressure. Um, you know, I'm on BP meds myself because uh, it was kind of unusually high for a while. But I don't have walking problems. I don't have, you know, I'm not, not diabetic yet, Knockwood. Yeah, go ahead. Well, also, Jason was like a $400 a month weed smoker. Yes. So he was smoking about a pound of weed a month or, uh, I'm sorry, an ounce or two. Munchies. And then if you throw in alcohol, which he claims that he used to drink a lot and smoke a lot. And he was was one of the people going to these parties Mm -hmm. and having like, you know, JD was there, a couple other people. And they were just smoking and drinking and eating themselves into like oblivion. Oh, yeah. So maybe, and and at one point, he had to go to the hospital. There was Captain. a point where they couldn't even drag him out of the apartment without, like, having six people on a team, like, lifting him onto a gurney. So Really? I, I'm pretty sure, if I'm recalling this correctly, that, yeah, there was one night where he, he smoked too much, drank too much, ate too much, and he had to go to the hospital. Might have and a stroke. It, I don't know what you again, you can't believe what you're hearing on the radio, but there was a story of him going to a hospital. I remember this mm-hmm. clearly. Mm-hmm. And it was just too much of everything. And yeah. You know, he gets the meat sweats when he goes to these like <laughs> festivals and it's like a meat a palooza and it's like Brazilian. Oh my God. I get nauseous thinking about it. I can't even eat my breakfast that day. Yeah. So yeah, yeah there's something up there. Maybe he had like a an awakening or a life-changing moment right. where he's like, okay, I've got to change what I'm doing. I can't yeah. keep living this way because I went to the fucking hospital because yes. I did too much of everything. Right. Cause I ate a Turkey. Uh, <laughs> he might, he might have other health issues. I ate a oh, Turkey. Oh yeah. Well, I feel like he inhaled his turkey through a straw. <laughs> he wonders what happened. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> he just like put gravy in a glass and drank it, that kind of shit. So here we go. Like, here's to you, Cap. And I, listen, I understand the struggle. I'm not going to, like you said, we're not fat shaming in this sense because um, no. it, it's, it's, such a, it's such a thing that you do have to, as you get older, do lifestyle maintenance. Like you have to make sure you're, you have to make allowances for things. And if you do want to drink, uh, soda, whatever, you might have to water it down or you might have to go with the diet or you might have to just like, like not have this instead and, you know, have that substitute, you know, uh, you can't just live it like you're 25 and 26 anymore and 30. Yeah. The body fails. It it sucks. So uh, have your, uh, duties changed at all? Are they smaller? Are they more? Yes. I'm going Uh, much less. I actually got freaked out. Like I was going to look in the metal musil because like, I realized I only pooped once the other day. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, right. whoa, something feels wrong. That's uh, like right. human size. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. I'm like, I'm not pooping enough. Something's wrong. Uh, so, oh, yes, I used to go like an elephant, God. you know? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, it used to be a morning poop. Was this a day where you told Sam bail? <laughs> yes. This is the reason I did clips 
No, no. But there was another day like this yeah. where it was duty and scat oh. talk. And I was like, Scattle. Sam, I got it. You Scattle do works. the interview with whoever the next day. <laughs> I got this. I think I had to give her Anna. I gave her the girls from Friends. Courtney Cox and Lisa Raven's Kudrow. Getting, Raven's getting scat battle pay. <laughs> It doesn't okay. bother me, honestly. Yeah. It's not a big yeah. freaking deal. Yeah, I don't I don't care either. I don't have that thing. With me, it would be some more like um watching a video of people getting injected with needles and stuff. I couldn't do that. That's where I get skeeved out. Uh, even to this day, it doesn't matter the size of the needle. I can't look at it. Uh, so the Pulp Fiction scene where he gets uh, she, Uma Thurman gets the adrenaline. The yeah. yeah, when she gets the adrenaline shot, uh, I'm like, uh, I could take it because it was clearly fake. But if it was a more... If it was like a Sid and Nancy type movie or like a drug addict movie where you saw it. When, he, when you see Vincent in Pulp Fiction injecting himself, that's what yeah. I can't look at. The other stuff, that didn't bother me. We all have our things. Like, yep. I won't watch Two Girls, One Cup. I won't watch Brent and Caitlin <laughs> screwing on Ever. Twitch or whatever. But I can, I can handle talking about stuff. I just yeah. don't want to see certain things yeah. because I can't take them back in my mind. That's yeah, all. no, yeah, you can't unsee certain things once the genie's out of the bottle. Uh, number 10, scat chat. <laughs> I'll tell you about poop for a minute. You know, I'm on this, uh, I'm, I'm not trying to lose weight, but I wanted to eat healthier. And I, I have, uh, <laughs> uh, I've looked into this Mediterranean diet and I have a woman who's helped me, a nutritionist. She's really good. I and, looked uh, into it. It's something yeah. that's thousands of years old. <laughs> like, I've never heard of it. So this guy... You know, he he lived. He must have lived on a fucking diet of spaghettios and uh, like craft dinner, and you know, like he, he did admit in the early days of um, of radio, they ate like shit, like faster. He did not know how to eat, which okay, when you're younger, a lot of people don't. But my God, who hasn't heard of how many major cities did he live in where he didn't go to Greek restaurants or Italian restaurants and you know and learn or Thai and fucking Chinese? I mean, there is healthy food in these fucking joints. This is a man who ate spaghetti out of a bucket. <laughs> he has no fucking clue until he got some money and started getting around in these like Nobu and different yeah. places where people right. basically tutored him on how to eat, how to eat high food. end. Yeah. yeah. Then it was different. But I mean, a Mediterranean diet, you know, it's it's eating the foods that come from the Mediterranean, basically. Well, it's yeah. a lot of I nuts. Mean, olive oils you know it whatever him and his diet talk i just roll my eyes and i'm like can't, i'm watching my i'm looking at my watch i'm like okay we <laughs> got about 15 more minutes of this and then we're gonna yeah. get political and then we're gonna go into covid yeah it's just i'm breaking down the show into segments and i'm trying to pull like the minimum but when yeah. he talks about you know his diet it's just it's hysterical it's hard not to tune out because you know he needs a diet tutor I got to say, it really has been incredible. First of all, I had always read about duty, that oh. the perfect duty is supposed to float <laughs> and not be broken up or, you know, just be a, a nice duty, not diarrhea. Nice duty. <laughs> nice duty. Drink on the duty. Nice, like a cigar and like would, would float in the water. And uh, from time to time, I always thought I was eating well, but I never had full flotation. <laughs> Thanks, that Howie. Might be, that might be the the name of the episode, Full Flotation. 
<laughs> like Houston, oh, we yeah. have we, Houston, we have achieved full flotation. <laughs> okay. Yeah, we're gonna need some floaties and a full scene. Yeah, I got it. I got this picture of uh, Jack and Rose jumping off the Titanic with a floaty. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be him and Ralph. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Jesus, I got to work on that. Uh, Matthew Schultz, you have, you know, carp launch to try yourself, and I'm going to do my best to see if I can make this one happen, but uh, it might be beyond my skills. Everything just kind of sank to the bottom. You never achieved that. Well, let me tell you something. My duties now, every one of them, because I'm very strict on this. I haven't eaten any bread. I don't, you know, I, I do the full Mediterranean diet. I float now. And I look at it when I'm done and I marvel at it. I'm like, oh, my God, I've achieved perfection. This is what they were talking about. The bright color. But you used the tough. <laughs> Fucking gross, dude. This is the exact reaction I, I gave when I saw two girls, one cup. I couldn't stop laughing. <laughs> I think he was out of disgust, but it was clearly like, I just, I don't know. I just, maybe I found it funny, but not because, not for the same reasons, you know, some of the audience members might, but my God, like, I'm, I'm not that obsessed on it. I know what, I know what they should look like, but I don't have to talk about it. Go ahead. Just call me jaded. It, it rolls right off my back anymore. I'm just like, oh yeah, more duty talk. Here we go. Scat chat. Oh, yeah. Pretty and, much. It's on. It's I, on your bingo just, card at all times. Yeah, he's he's all proud of himself. So go, Wiggy. <laughs> Seven, <laughs> fuck's sake! Yeah, if I lived in a diaper, if I lived if I lived in a diaper factory, I wouldn't hear more about shit. Next clip, guys, is called optional. Uh, I'll show you. Oh, so it's, this one, this one, um, Raven said it wasn't necessary, but it's called "One Elephant Mocks a Fellow Elephant," and it's clearly Robin on Jason as well and we've lost over combined 90 pounds i think between the two of us so. now are you losing um, weight faster than her or are you about the same well it's he about was the, the same. size of yeah. an elephant yeah. of course percentage wise i think we're about the same like in terms of how much percent we've lost but yes uh -huh. in terms of total weightage yeah, and yeah, jason yeah. No, no surgery no you None. see i'll tell you you know I, I know this surgery is life-saving for people who are obese but you see you're getting okay so they're dancing see? around the surgery Look, he even said he was very clear, no surgery. And he's like, I know this surgery is very yeah. helpful for some. So I kind of think the proof is in the pudding right there. Right. So <laughs> no scat, this... no scat reference. Sorry. No, none at all. I will say to Howard's point, I am learning so much about my relationship with food during this entire thing. It wasn't like some like my stomach just i just couldn't eat because someone made my stomach small it's made me really realize that i was looking at every meal as an opportunity to celebrate and you know make myself feel better. okay um number four he, he did oh, it yes. again what's that he said it's not like i couldn't eat because someone made my stomach small <laughs> why would you say that unless you had it happen i think Come you're on, right people wake up yeah uh you're not saying wake up white people are you <laughs> No, no, not yet. <laughs> okay, For, number 14, Robin pontificating about weight loss. We're eating out of hunger, Howard. You couldn't no, right. possibly have been doing that because you would eat several meals in one. Yeah, no, I just like to eat. I, it, was, it was a reward. It was something that was you, delicious and fun and made me feel good. Uh, you should be interviewing Harry and Meghan. Not now, the key point there is, of course, Jason is a... He eats food as comfort. Like, for him, it's like... 
it makes him feel good. I know the struggle. Number 15, I love this one. Wig nose portion control. Now, you are allowed to go off diet. My mom's birthday, she ordered in a bunch of unhealthy food. But I... Of course I, here's what I here, So here's what I did. I, I took part in it, but I got a turkey burger, and then I cut it into a quarter, and then I ate a quarter of the turkey burger and put the rest away. Nice. So that was off diet, but... Uh, uh, he came to my house. He only had one slice of pizza. I was very yeah. impressed. That's impressive. Kind of disciplined. Yeah, it was. Portion it control. Was. That's what you're yep. talking about. Portion control. I. Did you hear Robin? Ooh, look at you. <laughs> like, she can't do it. No, what she are you can't. doing, Robin? Come on. No. We know you've got issues. It's okay. Yeah. Just admit. Just right. admit it. And it's not steroids, guys, after the fucking chemo, whatever. You don't get, after a certain point, steroids are more for um, uh, after surgery. Like when you're healing, a lot of the times, uh, although it depends, certain people, they get steroids as a treatment for, like Jerry Lewis puffed up for a while there years and years ago um, because he was on steroids, obviously. It wasn't the kind of you get from weight gain. Weight gain. It was clearly unnatural. And uh, with Robin, after the surgery, I mean, she was sedentary. She um, she had to recover. And probably the chemo and the, whatever pills she was taking afterwards were giving her like um, maybe slowing down her metabolism a little bit maybe uh made her hungrier her appetite changed and stuff i'm not giving her shit for that i'm giving her shit for the years before when she used to yo-yo like a fiend and eat bagels at marathons <laughs> and lie about eating meat while she's on a vegetation tour for a book oh god that was the most egregious piece of sh what a piece of shit okay guys we are now in may 18th and the first clip is called We're Paying You Poorly, Richard. And if that was a surprise to anybody, I'm shocked. I, I'd like to get a second opinion if I'm a little yeah, but we, worried we about tested your something. IQ. You can retain information. You know that the, the meat is bad. And we're not paying you that poorly. I mean, we're paying you poorly, but not that poorly. <laughs> if you can't fucking get a, a new piece of chicken. I mean, come I on. Know, but, uh, you know what? Maybe it's from growing up. Like, we never... I when the, when that's the, that almost slipped by. I'm glad you caught that. Like it was it was just blinking. You miss it. Yeah. It well okay. So Richard's probably getting half the pay he used to. Mm hmm. And at that rate, you know, living outside of New York City, even in the suburbs, you know, food's expensive. Meat, mm -hmm. especially right now in the states, and something like a pack of chicken could cost. I don't know. Like if you're getting like let's say a pound of tenderloins or something. Mm -hmm. It could be anywhere from seven to nine dollars, depending on where you're shopping and what state you're in. Mm -hmm. So for him to throw that out, you know, could be a big deal. And it's a hassle to go to the grocery store nowadays. Oh, yeah. It, it was it. always a hassle, but like it's yeah. still a hassle to go in, pay for it. And then you got to go home and cook it and cut it up. And you got kids and a wife. <laughs> you know, it's a lot. People, um, this is a, has no clue. That's the problem. No. No, if you remember that comedians in cars doing coffee, whatever, with Seinfeld, and he goes into the supermarket yes. afterwards, and says, well, how much do you think this costs? You could do that with Howard. He'd lose every fucking, he'd fuck up every single price. He thinks a gallon of milk costs like $12. It's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> Although I will say I was disappointed the last time I was in Canada and found out a fucking a dozen donuts was like 10 bucks. It used to be five bucks when I was still in Canada. They oh, were really, wow. uh, they made their money from the coffee and shit. But, um, but oh well, what are you going to do? Number two, Ray, the brutal master of potty training. If you thought scat talk was done, guys, you are not. <laughs> you're, it's a little <laughs> bit uh, extended here. Sorry. Wouldn't have happened if I shit yeah. anywhere but the toilet. 
And I know my my toilet training must have been brutal. Like, I don't remember it exactly, (laughs) but my mother is like so fucking concerned about cleanliness. And who remembers potty training? Who remembers it for fuck's sake? Nope. Nope. No, that's yeah. Rules and my father. and I mean, oh, my God. But in a way, as much as I make fun of Richard's life on the farm. Okay, so he's talking about potty training and his mom being a brutal master. Mm hmm. If Bob D, you're listening, please just um, enlighten me a little bit on your take. I think we've talked about this before on mothers and scat, and even with the potty training, it's a she's his potty tutor, his duty tutor. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, there's obviously something happened, and and or he's just he's totally engaged on this topic of scat yes. and yep. His mom and uh, wow, I mean, I mean, I really think there's something here. I just, I'm, I'm gonna keep t- digging, and I, I don't mean that as a bad reference either. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, pulling out the anal thermometer. Number three. Or pulling out a plum. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Wig nose poly grip. They're all. <laughs> and one tell you do, we got another problem. Uh, your mother dropped her teeth and broke them. So we'll talk to you later. Bye. I mean, my father, I mean, can you imagine what's going on? Your mom dropped her teeth and broke them. What do you mean? Uh, just side note, I used to love when Richard's father would call in, actually. I, I used to love the, uh, just the, the uniqueness hey, of it. Hey, you know? That's right. <laughs> but hey, even bub. more, I love, I love when Artie did his impression of Richard's father. He goes, hey, Richard, this is your dad. Uh, heard about your teeth. Uh, you may want to try, I don't know, using some Windex or something. That's fabulous <laughs> stuff. My mother uses that on the counter. And, and you know, just, you know, just don't eat the toothpaste and we'll call you later. Or we'll talk to you later. That was his big sign off. Oh, my gosh. Yes. I got to find I got to find that one. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, they don't have real good luck with the dentist. That family. <gasps> What, what was she doing? Uh, she was carrying her teeth or she well, knocked them over when they were in the jar? What? What is that? <laughs> so she uses, they use this stuff on her, their teeth during the day. They take them out at night to soak them, to clean them. But during the day, they use this uh, grip stuff to keep Holly teeth grip. And, yeah, Bingo. something like that. <laughs> well, we know with those fucking Woo. dentures. Like he, That's why I clipped he, it. I was going to say, do you think he got his entire like mouth removed? his entire teeth or just the front, you know, the, the, the top, the first, you know, six on, cause I mean, they're you, bright as shit. Do you remember like the jigsaw maze that he used to have in his <laughs> mouth of teeth? <laughs> yeah. I'm for sure knowing that those are all either screwed in or removables yeah, as I'd in dentures. So. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, number four, fake Jesse screams at Howard. Griffins Jr. Uh, don't call me up and name every band you know and give me some that sort of like. test. Yeah, yeah. You get a show and tell people what you like. I told you what I like. Oh, I listen to your show, and I, I like to scream at the radio when you're wrong, which is often. Okay. Well, right. there you Can go. Him a question. Uh, I think that might have been truncated a little bit, but either way, the concept that you could tell that was a total back office caller. Even still, they're trying to play us up. You know, where yeah, there yeah. are some callers that don't like them. So, That's right. But it was so quick. I mean, they barely got any time. <laughs> okay, this one, I'm not... Okay, we're just going to play it. Fugazi versus Fugazi. Uh, what 
when Eddie Vedder was talking about his five Fugazi records, did you know who he was talking about? Yes. You were Fugazi. In the <laughs> Fugazi. 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 Yeah, Fugazi. Okay. Can There's I... not. Listen, I was I was huge into alternative back when I was a you know a t in in high school and before actually. And there's not a person on the planet doesn't know that the band is Fugazi. There's not a single person. It's not Fugazi. You're not Lefty and fucking Donnie Brasco going. This diamonds of Fugazi. <laughs> right. Check out the song "Waiting Waiting Room." <laughs> so, <laughs> number six, Wiggy propagating corporate bullshit. You remind me of so many jerk-offs I know who are so proud of themselves. They know every band and every fucking, you know, no, album. Sick of all the corporate shit Jesse, that you have to fuck, yeah, Jesse, I'm going to tell you something. Oh, what? What are you saying? Great band. Who? No, we're just sick of the fucking corporate shit that you propagate every day. Like, Nickelback's a great band. Uh, I didn't say... Tell Jesse to fuck off. Okay, well, Nickelback is a shit band, and we apologize for them on behalf of Canada. So I got Wilding... And I have to apologize for Nickelback. <laughs> yes, <laughs> but, you do. Thank and you. Avril Lavigne, I'm really sorry, guys. Just, uh, I don't know, just listen to some fucking Eric's Trip instead. Or, you know, I'm not going to say Rush because I'll get shit for that, too. <laughs> Go ahead. If we didn't have Avril Lavigne, we wouldn't have Skater Boy for Wiggy. So that, yeah. that was a big, um, uh, a big part of his 50s. <laughs> <laughs> Skater Boy. Okay, now the next one. Michael Che in love with Colin Jost. Jost or Jost? Jost? Jost. Jost, okay. I think I just keep the, the J is like Juan. You don't pronounce it. I'm going to call it a love affair that you're having with Colin Jost. The guy who... <laughs> you're in love with him, are you not? I mean, sir, I that, all jokes... You are in love with him. Of course. He's sort I'm, very, of your, I'm very jealous of Scarlett. I hate, you know, <laughs> I don't like to see him happy. No, I mean, what I what I mean is... This guy and you do have a chemistry that I think is genuine, unless I'm misreading the thing. I mean, so is this basically a variation on he's the love of your life? Exactly. Thank you. Okay. Okay. Summed it up perfectly. The, this next clip made me laugh. 40 years of radio experience from a 79, and it shows. Michael Che, everyone. A pleasure. Peace. Bye, Michael. Peace. Bye. Stay off Raya. Oh, there you go. Okay. <laughs> Drink. <laughs> Jay couldn't get off fast enough, man. <laughs> it's what. dead air. It's it's dead air. <laughs> oh my fucking lord! His brother, who's become a cop. <laughs> <laughs> We're playing the clip, guys. And a Billy Club. Oh, that's great. Like, what, yeah, he, what is he, like, at a family it. thing, and he's just, like, trying well, to pretend he's not a cop? Well, the is just like, you know, this, she's raising... This is exactly like when we used to call Grease in the 80s, and you never knew when the fucking sound went. <laughs> so it was $5 a minute. You're going, Lipon, Manoli, that's... All of a sudden, the sound would just cut right the fuck out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, my God, that's the summer. They're going to take the summer off and figure out what's wrong with their microphones. And it's not the problem with the microphones, guys. It's the people on the end of the microphones. Yeah. That's why we call it a podcast, because it's not satellite. It's nothing. It's it's worse than what not we do, but, like, people we we other We're other podcasts. I mean, they're far and above and beyond what he's doing these days. Robin right. can't even turn her microphone on at the beginning of the show. <laughs> and we've got like a 20 second pause in between stuff. And you should hear the way they cut it. Oh yeah. And 
and just in between commercials, it's so choppy. It's, right. It's and, not smooth whatsoever. And just to be clear, that was not something where you you were the only one, like your clip, like you were clipping this from your show and you got a, like a cloud came over and you couldn't get the feed. Other people commented the same way that it was just a huge, like dead air. Like he was Miles Davis going off and letting the horn section, <laughs> <laughs> letting, letting the sax in, you know, it was, some uh, of us, some of us were almost like, is it over? You know, like we thought the show was ending. We're like, yes, interview's done. We're out. He just cut it wrong and we're done. But no, oh. he came back. Yeah. Next clip is called You're in L.A. Oops. I mean, Florida. Um, they'll, We'll read them Wednesday and the host will be like, um, are you sure that uh, this guy should be the head writer? And, uh, <laughs> what do you got, man? Let me let me uh, work out some material with you, man. I, I can do some of this. I would love if you ghost wrote a sketch for me. That'd be so awesome. Gee, you got to so come by good... at some point, I guess. I, well, you're in L.A., though, right? No, no, no. I'm in New York. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. I should come by and hang out with you. And I want to. I want to write some sketches again. Another fucking lie. Why say you're in New York when you're not? No, he was in Florida. And what's even funnier is like Che doesn't even listen to the show. He no. has no clue where he's really at. Right. So, yay, uh, Che. That's right. Uh, next one's called Eternal Apology to Lauren Michaels. And that might be, guys, a uh, Patreon future episode because it's short. But mm. there's a, or it might, it might be, a, 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 I might extend it because there's a lot of Lauren Michaels stuff over the years because of his um, ill fated appearance on the news with Norm MacDonald, which you can, you can find now online. It used to be kind of hard to find. But now they've allowed these clips because no one's buying fucking the best of, you know, Phil Hartman on DVD, right? So, um, this uh let's play it out and it was a disaster it was horrible. Oh, I, I, well now you can do it again and make it work <laughs> i mean i'm not gonna go yeah. into it. i was such an asshole uh, lauren brought me in his office says i want you to host saturday night live and i started telling him that he should um, that, no i'll write all the sketches and my me my guys and i don't want any of this shit that you, you guys write and i was arrogant i was a fucking moron and i'm, I'm embarrassed by that actually uh, it was, why do you think that, that why was? You won't go what do you, back? Why do I think what was? Now, what? before we continue, please. It's too little, too late. He's persona non grata in Lauren's book, so yep, he, he's he's yep. gone. It's beyond his time. Yeah, he's never no, he's, never he's to like, come back. He's like Steven Seagal and um, Chevy Chase and all these other people. They don't ever want back. Like <laughs> Milton's dead, but Milton Bro was one of the infamously worst hosts uh, of the show. And the thing is, if you can contrast this with, let's say, mid-2000s, uh, his take on it, he's like, he, he's a little bit apologetic, but doesn't actually say, I'm sorry, or I was an asshole. He says, that was my own arrogance, but that's how I felt. I felt like there, you know, Norm was the only funny person on the show. And he was, you know, over three years, he was very strong about it and very convicted about, convi he was had a lot of conviction, very convicted, sorry, I wish that was true. He was, <laughs> he had strong conviction about the show being so bad. But we know it was because he didn't want to actually put on wigs. He didn't. He couldn't memorize anything. Could you imagine him on fucking SNL having to do a week of rehearsals? Because it's a grind every week what they do. Well, remember you got to read cue cards on that show. Yes. And he's he needs glasses even yep. back then. Not yeah. possible in those skits. No. I mean, you. It's and he, he's too awkward. He's six nine. He knows he can't. People, can I know you don't believe me, but he is six fucking nine. He is like a goofy Freak. gargoyle. It's just 
<laughs> no one on that show even comes close to him. The tallest they have is like six two, six three. Yes. At best. Yeah, he just did not want evidence of him sucking in a bunch of sketch sketches, which he knows exactly that's what is going to happen. Like when he had to play himself in private parts, even he couldn't act as himself. You know, so what makes you think he's going to be a character on that fucking show? So when he said, oh, I'll just go on the news and I'm going to be because you can't do anything else. Just admit it. Just at least have the guts to say, I'm not a good actor. I can't be someone else. I don't know how to do it. And I'm not a comedian. Just no one will. No one would give you shit for that. Even on the news, he was sitting down. So yeah, you don't of course. see the height. Yeah. I'm, I'm telling you guys with that hunch and that awful dowager back. Dowager, how do you say it? It's it's horrendous. Yeah, it is. And if and uh, if you guys want to see more bad acting, <laughs> Google Robin Quiver's Deadly Web, which is a movie she was in in the mid nineties. <laughs> and it's if you it, we might have a bad acting competition between Beth on Days of Our Lives and um, you know Robin in Deadly Web. And I still haven't seen the uh, Fresh Prince of Bel Air episode where she was in, and I don't, I don't remember seeing it originally. So I'd, I got to find that one. But um, it's I've never seen worse acting in in D films. I smell a walkthrough. Yeah, it's it's only about ninety seconds, but we could still make it two hours. <laughs> of course, every frame is a picture. I behaved that way. Yeah, I Do you was think an insecure. Yes, I was an insecure prick who uh, thought he knew everything. And uh, I've learned uh, now through many years of life that I don't know everything. And uh, I should have uh, I should have at least been more respectful. I was not. Have and, him uh, on Black Jeopardy. That would be... Please. Oh, my God. It'd be awesome. <laughs> Get first like, literally all, anything you want to do. It'd be great. First of all, I will win Black Jeopardy because... <laughs> Only if you do it in blackface. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. And way to bow down at Lauren's altar. Holy fucking Christ. He is sucking his balls so fucking hard. Yeah, why Ben? In 2021, who really gives a shit about Lorne Michaels? I'm sorry to say. You know, you're not going to see a superstar movie. You're not going to see any of these people. They might go off and do their own. They might get movies, but no one's really going to give a shit. I mean, are there really the days of Will Ferrell, you know, coming out of SNL? I I don't think so. Sad to say, I'm a regular watcher of SNL, only because Mm -hmm. it's almost like a OCD thing. I've watched it all my life, and I still Mm -hmm. DVR it, and I watch it while I'm like on my phone doing stuff. And if there's something, you know, there might be one or two things that make me chuckle during it, then yeah, yeah, Um, it's just something I can't give up. I don't know. Okay, it's maybe a guilty pleasure or weird thing. Maybe a lot of people hate it, and I get it. It's routine. I, I just don't have the patience to sit through anymore to sit through and I haven't for a long time. I'm not sitting through 20 sketches to get at one anymore. I'd almost no. rather let other people do the watching. You guys, if this gets some kind of viral, whatever, I'll see it on YouTube and that'll be it, unfortunately, because the hit, the misses are way more prevalent than the hits now with SNL, with most sketch shows anyway. That's the nature. Um, but uh, especially live shows. Yeah. Well, you're welcome. Well, oh, sorry. Just like just like I watched Kissing Booth because I had to know <laughs> what was happening that he was talking about. So I cover certain things for research and I, I do forgot. it. And, you know, it's it's not fun or funny or easy sometimes. And okay. I just do it because I have to know what's going on in the world. And, yeah, most of it's bad crap yeah. shit. But 
Yeah, I'm I'm the soldier that's going through the show. I'm the one <laughs> going through SNL. I'm going through Kissing Booth. Two and guys, so get ready for that in the fall when Wiggy starts talking about Kissing Booth 3 and his love interest, <laughs> the oh lead God. guy. I forget his name. I'm not oh, that yeah. into it. No, that's Jacob. fine. That's Lori. Oh my God. I just remembered it. Fucking oh my. kill me now. Oh my God. Oh <laughs> my God. Why do I have this that. useless knowledge in my head? Exactly. It's like it's, you're like a sponge. Grew Give up. me father. No... I, I would fail at White Jeopardy. <laughs> Last clip for today, guys, is called Loving Things Edition Part Loving Things Edition Part 79. You know, somebody putting together a comedy career. I always think as the other of the other comics being jealous if you start to get hot and this and that. I think there's a lot of jealousy within the industry if somebody moves on. And yet, you know, that story about you with Tracy Morgan, you are opening for Tracy Morgan, I guess. <laughs> and, um, and, and Tracy pulls you aside and says, we got to work on your act. He kicks everyone out of the room. <laughs> And yep. says, you're not, there are certain things you could be doing. He goes, your jokes. Okay, are, hold on, guys. Let's get through it. They're good. But I want to mm -hmm. talk to you about owning the stage, your presentation. That is such a loving thing <laughs> for another comic. <laughs> is he one of your closest friends now, Tracy Morgan? Or is that just something randomly that happened and then you just kind of move on? No, oh, absolutely not. Okay, we don't even need his answer at that point because that. Okay, now I get it. Anytime he uses the word "loving" from now on, you're going to clip it. <laughs> you got it. It's very transactional, Fillmore. Very transactional. <sighs> yeah, like what? What? What word would you that you'd use a, an, another adjective? Deborah and I were talking about it in the latest episode that's yet to be released um, about how he like beautiful soup, right? <laughs> soup is not beautiful. No. You don't you don't call it a loving act because it's it implies you're loving me. It's about me all of a sudden instead of what a what a generous like generous oh, is fine. Thoughtful. Thoughtful. Um, um, let's see. Uh, yeah. Uh, selfless. That's a great word. Yes. Perfect. Okay. And it and it and it puts the emphasis on the person doing the deed instead of you getting <laughs> you <laughs> the transaction going your way. <laughs> it's the, that's the reason why we hate that fucking word, guys. Anyway, we are going to uh, wrap it up right then. Uh, we still have the nineteenth and have loads of clips in June. Uh, not actually that many. Well, there's still more of May to get through, and I've got those uh, just in another folder. But um, we are going to release this one in between Colford episodes. So all you guys who are holding tight uh, to that one, thank you so much. Um, that's going to be a long drag out, the Colford book. Um, uh, the Patreon stuff, guys, coming through fast and furious, and we hope you jump on board for that one. Any closing thoughts, my dear, before we wrap this, show, this one up? No, thank you as always for doing this with me. I appreciate it. hope everybody enjoys more than the real show. <laughs> and, um, yeah, I'll be on the Colford train eventually. It's just, uh, life's a little chaotic right now with scheduling and, um, I will be there eventually. Um, yeah. So Lots of chapters. Looking forward to it. Great yeah. job already. Love it. Thank thanks guys. Take care. We love you. Bye. Well, it sounds fascinating. Hey, Howard, this makes sense. I, I just read in page six, Diana DeGarmo is writing a book. It's called Go Away, Little Monster. <laughs> 
Clark, I wish you luck with this book. I do. And take your little dog with you. And uh, I was, I'm very excited to have a reading and uh, hear what you have to say, okay? Yeah, I can't wait. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Thank you. Hey, Ar hey Artie, how many brain cells have you actually killed with coke and heroin? <laughs>